Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday. You know what that means. It is AEW review time with me, Boy Vic Tasty, as always. I am joined once again this week by Jay. How's it going, mate? I'm all good. Um, I'm not very good at snooker, as we just found out. Neither is a very good at snooker. We, 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 no. played, we played for an hour and we nearly finished one game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, those like lads who came like behind us who like racked like 20 minutes in and they played like two games in the time it took us to like play most of one. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get better. We'll be, we'll, we'll, I'm going to we'll, work on it. We'll get better. So, yeah, we'll, um, we'll crack right into time, right? Because it started with a, a bit of a bang this week. Um, actually, oh, a bit of a banger, certainly. Uh, so, first of all, a very nice little touch. CM Punk comes out in commentary. Yeah, I enjoyed that. And the, the, the heart family loving is real because we've got Cash Wheeler versus Dax Harwood in the Owen Hart tournament qualifier match. I'm going to let you handle this, Jay, because you know a lot more about all the callbacks they did in this match than, than I do. I've, I've even got a list, so bear with me. Okay. Um, so, I mean, this was this was very, like, I mean, like we said like last week, they, they were going to spend the entire week just watching Brett Bion, weren't they? And they pretty much have. Well, more than that, once I did more than that, though, um, once I can find the thing I wrote down, because I wrote it in my notes, because I was smart about it, and I can't remember where to put it in my notes. Um, but yeah, they um, basically, it was just a love letter to Bret Hart this match. Uh, one thing I will say before we do get into the match that I absolutely adored, which I thought I wouldn't, was the entrance where they had Dax come out of one tunnel, cash them out the other. He kind of stopped and looked at each other. Yeah, well, they did it. They did it in like the same play. If they didn't stop the music and started again, they both just came out of, like one after the other, didn't they? Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that was that was cool. Um, I enjoyed that. Um, so yeah, there, there was multiple, as we say, Bret Hart callbacks. Um, there was a, they did the uh, Bret and Bulldog like finished spot that Punk and Dustin did last week. They did um, the Brett and Owen finish where um, Dax goes for a victory roll and Cash sits out and like pins him. Yeah. I mean, um, before, before I'll just throw in there because it's a good time to point it out. Like, one thing they really did um, emphasise during the match and they did a really good job on commentary was showing like how well these two guys knew each other. They were they are basically brothers and they knew exactly what each other was going to do all the time. Yeah. What I what I really liked about it as well was the fact that they was they started off like really respectfully and then like brothers brothers fight <laughs> they ended up like just going for nasty ass moves on each other's there, necks. There was still very little striking in this though, like almost none. Yeah, there was a bit where Dax Dax started like playing a bit more heelish and he like gave him um, cash like a poke to the eye. Yeah, and then he kind of like 
Cash was like, what are you doing? And Dax was like, ah, come on. Um, yeah, there was also a callback to the final of the uh, Royal Rumble. Not the Royal Rumble, the King of the Ring even, uh, where Brett won it, where he um, won by like a victory roll at Bam Bam shoulders off the top rope. Yeah. Um, and also there was a little callback to Bret Hart versus Diesel, which me and Aaron watched the other day. Um, as well as just a lot of, like, as I say, really like technical stuff. Um, and the finish, there was the finish to uh, the 1993 King of the Rings semi-finals between Bret and, Hit, uh, Bret and Mr. Perfect in there as well. Uh, as I say, there was a lot of old, really good Bret Hart callbacks. Um, and yeah, the, these guys really like kind of continued what Punk's been doing and sort of like paying homage to Brett and teasing the Brett's coming. Yeah, uh, Brett. Brett did say uh, there was the rumors that they've quietly agreed a deal with between Brett and WWE. Uh, Brett said that's a merchandising deal, which means he can go wherever he wants. Still, yes, it uh, does not prohibit him from appearing in AW. Yeah, Jake Roberts still has a merchandising deal with WWE. And he still appears in video games as well. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's not going to stop him from going to AW. I think Vince might be a little bit more salty about Brett going there than <laughs> Jake. But than Jake, knows. yeah. So, uh, the, the finish of this was lovely as well. So, um, Dax tried to go for a sharpshooter and then he almost like couldn't bring himself to do it. Yeah. And, and they made a really good point on commentary. I think it was Excalibur um, said, or Punk said that. Um, how far do you have to go in this match? How far do you want to go? Because if Dax and Cash push each other to the limit and really, you know, hurt each other, it, it weakens them as a tag team going forward. Like, yeah, because one of them is not going to be at full strength. Also, like, for a lot of the match, Cash was um, getting his knee worked over by Dax. Yeah. Um, which are obviously, like, if he, if he puts the sharpshooter in the story as well, that's, that's going to fuck the, uh, Cash's knee and then that could jeopardise the team. Yeah, so the hesitation from Dax, Cash goes for a roll-up, but then Dax manages to reverse it, like a small package. Dax manages to reverse it and sort of twist momentum, and Dax gets the win. Uh, are you surprised, Dax won? I was, actually, yeah. I, um, uh, it's one of them. I know Dax has been quite like vocal about saying as soon as he gets to 40, he's retiring. Um, yeah. And he's 38, 39 now. I think he's 38, so, yeah. 38, so they... In theory, this is Dax's like kind of like swan song. This like one that they've got, they're doing at the moment. And also, he's the guy who's had all the singles matches really so far, isn't he? Yeah, and they they um they did like kind of like interweave that into the story where they were like, um, Cash was saying, oh yeah, Dax is like as held zone with like some of the best in the world, CM Punk, Jungle Boy. Yeah, I mean that oh, that Jungle Boy match was so good. Yeah, I love that match. Superb. Uh, right punk, actually, it was phenomenal, but yeah, th- this was really good. Um, it was fantastic, wasn't it? It was. It was like a it real. Was, it was a real proper wrestling match, like a little bit of everything. Yeah, there, there was so many like kind of things as well where they had each other um, really well scouted. There, the main one for me was when Dax went for the rebound lag bomb that he hits like every match. Yeah, and Ash managed to like roll out of it and turn it into like a roll up. Um. And, and Dax, Dax hit it later, didn't he? He did hit it later, and he also yeah. hit pile driver, and that was like where it was like, oh shit, these two are actually trying to kill each other. Um, but yeah, this this was like a really really awesome technical wrestling match. Um, 
as you said, really old school feel, really traditional. Um, and I think Bret Hart would probably been getting a big kick out of watching that and seeing all like the little oh yeah, absolutely homages to him. Yeah, right then, next up we so again there was a bit of a bit of a sort of last minute alteration for the show here because Hangman got COVID, uh, so mm-hmm. he had to miss the show. This is where they announced officially Punk v Hangman a double or nothing. He did. Um, um, there was something me and you were kind of picking up on it. I think in the background of this, and I think it is imminent. That being Kip Sabian's getting a bit more. He's getting closer, isn't he? Well, um, as you he said, was he was still... he, he was in, he was in like the ambush position today, wasn't he? In the show, he was in the ambush position. Uh, Punk was cutting his promo at the side, and Kip was sort of sat there sort of gesture in a punk and it was like okay something's happening there <laughs> um, and then obviously look, there was a few times later in the show where he was all he was still there um, in the dark tapings as well he was yeah. literally hard camp in the centre yeah so they're um, making and he's posting a lot more on Twitter they're making it a lot more obvious yeah he seems to be targeting Sammy but I'd, I'd love to see Kip and Punk yeah and they Absolute barbarian. Um, but yeah, put, he looks, he looks, he looks hench as well. I've seen some pictures of him on Twitter. He looks like he's packed yeah, on a fair bit of muscle. Put a bit on, hasn't he? Um, yeah, Punk basically, he, he never outright said he was going going to win. Um, but he said that if he was a betting man, he'd bet on himself. Then there's that shades of that shades of Hangman's cowardship promos. He said he couldn't promise the fans yeah. victory, but he promised them effort and tears and sweat and blood and that's very similar to what the way it's almost like punk I still think there's a twist here I still think there's something coming here I think there's something coming is Kazuchika Okada is going to walk out and challenge the winner of this match go Belfi Bell Punk Fiacada at a window yeah yeah but I, I don't think Bell be Bell. I think champion. No, no. Champion. But I mean, like champion be champion. Uh, they, won't, they won't do. A, they won't do unification. This isn't. This, They're not going to be by the belt. This is WrestleMania night too, mate. We're not doing that. No. No. But um, I mean, oh yeah. I mean, whether it's Punk or Hangman, that match will fuck. So the, the other the other thing I'd like to see as well. I know it's more likely it's going to be a Carter because you know Forbidden Door uh, or Jay White because he's the next challenger for a Carter. Um, yeah. The other thing I'd like to see is uh, Gresham coming out and like challenging um, Ring like, of Honor versus Yeah, that'd be fun. Gresham said Punk's like one of his bucket list matches. Gresham versus Hangman at the fuck as well. Yeah, what was it Gresham and, said to us? He said Punk sooner rather than later was his, was his hope. Um, Punk and Danielson. Punk and Danielson sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yes, um, yes please. To yeah, both of those. But, when I when I asked him about Danielson, he said to me, "I don't think you'll be waiting that much." I was like, oh, "Fuck you know." Yeah, then we had a quick um, little promo with Dan Lavin and Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky continuing to push face and push a little bit away from Lambert. It feels like I don't know. Lambert still felt very baby face, but he's but he is still Dan Lambert. Like he can't he can't be a true baby face because he's Dan Lambert. I mean, he can if he's feuding with Sammy Guevara. I mean, yeah, you put like, God, almost anyone. Yeah. Sammy, the major nuclear heat. Um, yeah. Moving on then, next match two, we had Brackle Combat Club. That's um, <coughs> Brian Danielson, Moxley, and Wheelie Uther versus QT Marshall, Nick Comaroto, and Aaron Solo um, to the factory. Uh, they, and they, they had Wheeler do two 
like really important things in this match that I really liked. So first yeah. of all, they had him take the big beating off Komaroto and come back. And then later, a, in the, later in the match, they had him do the hot tag as well, which was also very good. There was a really nice callback to when Mox wrestled uh, Comrado, um, where like Mox kept going for like the paradigm shift and Comrado was too powerful, so he just locked him in the bulldog show. Yeah. Not the bulldog show, sorry, a rear naked show. And Yuta did the similar thing where he was like, he kept going for like a certain move. I think it was like a suplex or something. And Comrade was just too strong. And then he eventually just like jumps on his back and just like locks him into a rear naked show. Yeah, I remember that. That was good. Um, um, yeah, I... I I really like the fact that they're making use of the focal point, aren't they? It's almost like Moxley and Danielson are like the setup guys, and they're like just getting you to a position where he he can show he can show skills off basically, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah, and I think as well, like in that situation, it can be almost worrying because sometimes it can feel like you're trying to force a guy down people's throat, but it doesn't feel like that with these. Well, it feels like. It's really important to note as well, this is Youth's hometown show and the pop was fucking massive when he came out to his new music. Yeah, they, they tore like a fucking hole in the space-time continuum. Also, notably, uh, Regal came out with Youth this time and not Danielson. He did the other week as well. Yeah, he's, he's, the, new, he's the new top boy. Yeah, I, I, I think it's... What I think's good, though, is that, as I say, it's the, the kind of... They're not overexposing Utah. They're not feeling like he's taken away any of the kind of like spotlight from Danielson or Mox, which would be the worry in that situation. Like just just to compare it to like the Shield, yeah, where WWE were like Adam and the Rome was going to be the star to the point where they start giving Roman a bit too much shine from the other two. Everyone wanted the other, wanted to see the other two succeed as much as Roman. Well, this is different because there's clearly like a like even for the shield, like all three guys were relatively new to WWE audiences. Roman was just like the worst one. Yeah. Re- relatively speaking, he's they're still good. But this is very clearly like Mox and Danielson are like significantly more established than Uther. So yeah. it's almost like yeah, all right, you're putting the focus on Uther a little bit more so than the other two. But for the fans, it's it's fresh if it's someone new, which is yeah. and They've, and they've done it organically and they've done it like slowly and they've done it to a point where it's, fans want to see it. It's not just like it's not just like the Battle Combat Club formed and uh, next week Yuta is in it. Yeah. Um, that's true. They, they made Yuta earn it as well. Um, and we, we've seen his journey and that, that match with Moxley made him. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's Absolutely like made him. Yeah. And from that match onwards I'm like alright I'm all in. I'm ride or die with Wheeler Yuta here. This is, this is it. We're good to go. Yeah. Yeah, definitely going to be ordering you to share too. That, I mean, that, that, blood, that blood BCC one is fucking beautiful. I love that. Yeah, I'll be getting one of them soon. Um, also, again, Yuta's gear, top notch. Yeah, it was excellent. White with the blood straight. Everything about Yuta's, everything about his presentation, like he's changed his style, he's changed like the facial expressions in his ring. He, he looks more serious. He looks more. He looks more dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he's just so good. He's like. We've always known it. We've always thought, oh yeah, Yusuf has like got star written all over. But in the last sort of, I don't know, last like maybe three months, he really, really just. I'd say like since 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 the turn of the year, pretty much. Yeah, that match with Penza was like the first time where I went, 
oh yeah, Youth is probably a future world champion. Yeah. Yeah. Um so the finish was really nice. So Yuta was Yuta was Yuta was sort of like tangling with um Komaroto. And the other the other two members of the factory came in to sort of interfere. He was Yuta was giving him the the hammer and anvil elbows, wasn't he? Another Danielson yeah. does. And then as the other members of the factory came in, Mox and Danielson just slithered in like ravenous snakes and just locked in submissions on them so they couldn't do anything. Yeah, I like the fact that they've been doing that as like the way they've been doing it as well is that they've been framing Uter in the middle of the ring. Yeah. So those two are either side, Uter's in the middle, getting the roll up, and they're just literally like what making the other guys watch as they're losing the match. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a really cool, like... I mean, the, these are House of Black are my favourite faction by far, but it's just a really cool, like, dynamic, isn't it, between them all? Yeah. And so, so the match finishes. You said so. The, the other two members of the factory taken out. Yuta locks in. Um, he's doing the hammer, the hammer and anvil elbows. Takes camera out, and then he was locks in like that. The seat belt. It's like a sort of belt, uh, uh, the roll up he does. Yeah, it looks really nice. Yeah, and again, it still plays on the fact like one of the things he used to get skittered um, by best friends for was not having a proper finisher, and he still doesn't have like an actual impact finisher. No, but he does have like Darby as the last uh, last supper, and Orange as the mouth trap. Yeah, I I think this might be kind of a slow build start to them doing Utah versus Orange. Ooh. Yeah, because it plays into the story of Utah leaving best friends, and obviously Orange as like the mouth trap. He's got the seatbelt. Um, but we're still we're still out on a match when Moxie murders Orange Cassidy, aren't we? But we didn't get in the. Back. In the tournament, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was—I mean, it, that was just—it was a, again another really fun match. It's just a real treat that a we get Regal on commentary seemingly every week, which is just lovely. Oh, it's so good. And b we just get to see Mox and Danielson doing the thing together in a ring, which is again fantastic. I, I love the fact Regal as well. Like he's he's so good in the sense where he's he's like, oh, I've sat down with Wheeler this week, and I showed him this little tactic that he's got to do. When he's wrestling someone, just stick his knee in the ribs and it really upsets them. <laughs> yeah. Shit like that. It's like, oh, fucking brilliant. Regal's fantastic. He really he's, is. He's fucking tragic. Uh, right then, moving on, we had some women's promo action backstage with Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm. Again, so this is very much a mirror of what happened last week when he had all the, the women out there. Uh, but Storm introduces Ruby Soho as her friend to sort of even up the numbers game. Yeah. Uh, Ruby with an Owen Hart quote. Yeah, she says enough is enough. It's time for a change. Yeah. And so it looks like they're going to be setting up. If it doesn't transpire through the tournament, we're probably going to be getting these four ladies facing off. I, I Well, we know that Tony and um, Jamie are going to be first round, don't we? Yeah. I do, do, reckon final, do, do you reckon they'll do Britt and Ruby? Okay. I think the final is probably going to be Tony and um, Britt. Brit, yeah. And I think that leading up to that, they're probably going to do Ruby and Brit, maybe the semis. Uh, but they could just they could just do like this as a tag team match to kind that's, of. That's what I mean. They could just they could throw this on an episode of Rampage and then it bang. It, it's another like week or two, isn't it, till the actual tournament starts? May the eleventh, I think they said. So it's next week. Yeah. Uh, right next okay. up, we have more backstage antics. Um, so I like this. So they carried on. Jungle Boy looked so Christian Cage backstage, 
and they're still talking about the loss. Jungle Boy's loss to Calorari, which is cool because it made it seem like a big deal. Yeah. And I like that. And Christian, Christian again, he's, 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 he's teetering on the brink here, isn't he? Because he's like, yeah. You don't sound like a sore loser. You sound like a loser, which is all right. That's a bit healy. But then he's like, oh no, it's a teachable moment. And he's like, so he's, he's kind of like almost trying to run him down a little bit. Like, but very, yeah. so very subtly. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, it reminds me a bit of in the boys when Homelander finds his son. And he, <laughs> yeah. He's trying to like get him to learn his superpowers immediately. And he can't. That's what it feels like. Like Christian's like trying to, he's trying to get Jungle Boy to be like a world champion like he once was, but he's not quite there yet. Yeah. But there's a tag team wrestler. He's not quite like world champion ready as a singles guy. And Christy, it's like Christian's getting frustrated with him that he's not reaching that, that potential yet. Yeah, so Christian throws out an open challenge again to any top five tag team. Christian's awful. He's generous with these open challenges, considering he's not the one wrestling. And you really just like throwing him out, doesn't he? Especially when he's just ushered in the prophecy to begin. Well, yeah, because a wild Ricky Starks appears. Fucking Starks and Hobbs are taking those belts. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's the, they accept the challenge, so they're going to be getting that down the line. Uh, next up, it's big, meaty men slapping meat. I'll, uh, m- much like you allowed me to talk about the technical wrestling, I'll let you cover the host fight. I mean, this was just two big boys battering each other, wasn't it? Wardlow versus Lance Archer. Again, Wardlow comes out, no music, handcuffs. As, as they're taking the handcuffs off Wardlow, Archer just appears out of fucking nowhere and annihilates him. Yeah. <laughs> like, does a move, does like a, um, a dive and sent on to the outside, like a flip dive off the apron. And uh, yeah, just kills like all the security guards and Wardlow, which is great. They have How's a the guy that big move like that? I'm sorry, just scary quick, and he? he's ridiculous. Yeah, and also let's not forget as well, he's like in his forties. Yeah, like he's a fucking light bloomer when it comes to wrestling. So Archer, Archer pulls out some of his greatest hits. He does the um, he does the top rope moonsault. He hits a choke slam. Um, he give Wardlow the blackout when he tried to. Yeah. Sort of, he, that was impressive. Um, yeah. Wardlow, didn't Wardlow kick out the blackout? Sort of, he sort of like he, he, he hit the blackout, but then as he went for the pin, he sort of like reversed the pin, yeah, for a two count. Uh, and then Wardlow hit a top rope sent on, yeah, which looked fucking great, <laughs> yeah, which was insane. Um, and then that was the beginning of the end. The, the MGF and Spears were in the were in the box again, um, yeah. with the popcorn. And yeah, Wardlow then takes control, hits four power bombs, and picks up the win. Yeah, um, yeah, I think uh, give it another week or two, and we've got Wardlow versus Chair. Yeah, he's, he's got to kill Chair because no, I think that'll be the go home match for the pay per view because I think he's going to send Spears out because then he's going to send Spears out to his bathroom with a chair, basically. Yeah, but then I think. Like Wardlow will beat him and then like um, Spears will like pilmanize his arm or something afterwards. So because then it was like if, if you injure his arm, then MGF can set up for the salt of the earth and Yeah. That's true. That's true. It's so, yeah. interesting the way they get into this though. I do like yeah. it. Well well, we could back we'll, we'll jump slightly out of we'll jump slightly out of um, sequence to talk about 
the, the, the continuation of the story. Yeah. So MJF was backstage a little later and he was on the phone to someone booking them for a match next week. He said six figures for one match, he promised him. And he, he introduced him to Wardlow as someone who is stronger than you, bigger than you, and smarter than you. And you can't teach that. Well, well then, Will Hobbs confirm. <laughs> he's going to be, of course, be W. Morrissey. Uh, is he, he's rumoured to be coming up as a free agent, isn't he? He's... He signed a short-term deal with Impact and then he's not left Impact, but I think he is working without a deal. Right, he's so like, it's one of them, like because they do that a lot, which is like a handshake deal and, yeah. Yeah, I think he's on, like, paper appearance, basically. Fair. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can't wait for that again. I just, I just want Wardle running through every hoss in the world. Like, I want the final boss to be fucking Jonah. Right. So, you know, the way me and him... Um, me and Joe have been playing that like GM game. Yeah. We've literally done this storyline <laughs> with with Hangman versus Keith Lee, where Hangman's basically turned heel and become become Handsman Pills. And um is like Japan, like Black Taurus is like is like fixer to just like send horses after Keith Lee. But yeah. we've been, we like signed like working agreements with all these like companies and had like the forbidden door open and just like sending horses through to face Keith Lee. So I want I want Jonah next, and then at Forbidden Door, give me Wardlow v Jeff Cobb. Right. All I'm saying is is that if uh, after after this, if AW hire Nick Gage and make him a clown, me and Joe fucking <laughs> see whether Joe's computer's been hacked. <laughs> they're going to be going. They've been going through your uh, your files. Yeah, because it, it, it's a bit it's surprising that they've. Uh, that they, they took our storyline we did My, minus the minus the uh, hangman page becoming a drug dealer and um but then chair does look like a white collar drug dealer so you know yeah he, um, he looks like he sells cocaine to rich people right so then next up we had the the sort of in-ring meeting between the Jericho Appreciation Society and Eddie Kingston Santana Ortiz one thing I really enjoy and I, know, I noticed it a little I, I sort of noticed it last week I noticed it properly this week. <laughs> is I think it's it's one of two point I think it's Matt Lee. Well, sorry, Matt Menard. At the start of Jericho's entrance, there's like a little voiceover, and it says like yeah. for over seven weeks, the Jericho Appreciation Society has been the the statement the symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Fucking brilliant. And last week it was for over six weeks, so every week they just add another uh, week. <laughs> I love as well that. Like I want that to be like Matt Menard's version of like Biggie, like hyping up the new day coming out. Yeah, I, I love as well that because of obviously because um, it's it's obviously like kind of like a bit of a tongue in cheek jab at WWE, isn't it? Yeah, and like the the way they treat the fans. I love the fact that they've changed 2.0's name names because they were Matt and Jeff. Yeah, so now it's Matt Matt Menard instead of Matt Lee because they they can't have two Lees like Keith Lee and Matt. And uh, Matt Lee, they have to change even his name. Got, it didn't share with anyone yeah. else. Even though they've got Hangman Page and Ethan Page, um, and Christian Cage and Brian Cage, yeah. And then the fact like they've changed like uh, Jeff Parker to Angelo Parker now. It, it's just fucking brilliant. It's so. They also referred I, today uh, in this episode, in this little segment they referred to the AEW Galaxy. <laughs> like, the thing is, I. I the only thing I don't like about it is Jericho. I think he's doing it, his job, though. Like, 
he's oh yeah, he's he's serving his purpose. He's absolutely doing his job. But if this was just two point and Daniel Garcia doing it, I'd fucking adore it. I think I think it'd be so good. But so in my notes, I got stuff like Eddie Kingston is just angry with everything. He's angry at the table. He's angry at the chairs. He, he seemed a bit more saltier than usual because he didn't want to do the talking. Yeah, I mean, I was honestly expecting them to. It's building to it definitely, but I was honestly expecting it here them to announce war games. Well, not war games, blood and guts. Because yeah. Eddie, Eddie Kingston's yeah. literally talking like, if saying if you say if you're saying this shit, you're gonna to kill us. Yeah. Um. We still don't know who the the two people who are gonna help Eddie and. That's it. When Probably. they were saying like, I don't care if it's five on three, and I was like, well, I mean, come on, are we, are we seeing something here? Is this gonna happen? I mean, if it's if the they're leaning very heavily into sports entertainers versus wrestlers, the kings of wrestling. I mean, if they need two kings of wrestling to show up, they need two certified wrestlers. Maybe I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset. Wrestling royalty, if, if you will. Yeah, especially if Eddie keeps fucking teasing Starro's coming. Yeah. Like he literally came out with his fucking wife's shirt on the other day. I mean, he literally did. He came out with a pseudo Ray shirt on, didn't he? Which was li- uh... literally like fucking might as well have said, "Oh yeah," and he keeps saying on like on um, Twitter how he wants Cesaro to show up so we can have a fight with him. If the young bucks start doing the giant swing in their matches, then we know what's happening. If if the young bucks or any other team, if if CM Punk's in a tag match and they do the high five from like each corners, because <laughs> Punk can't keep a fucking secret, he's like more of a liability than Tom Holland at this point. Um, just starts writing like Chris Hero on his fucking boots or something. I mean, he basically, he basically told the fans two weeks before all out the fucking di- uh, Brian Danielson was coming. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, he, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure he also knows how the next Avengers movie is going to end. Don't worry about it. But yeah, like it's I, I, what I loved as well is that Eddie was like so intense in this match. Um, I mean, was, like, was, like, it's already become a new meme, hasn't it? When, like that little shot of Eddie, like right, like bending Jericho over backwards because he's like so in his face. Yeah, and Jericho was like looked terrified. It's, it's like um, have you seen that meme with like the pelican like looking at someone? Yeah, it's like basically like a human version of that. It's hilarious. It's it's so good. Yeah, I am. Um, when do you think they're going to do Blood and Guts, though? Because I don't think they'll do it at Double or Nothing. No, I think it'll be, like, after. Um, like, it'll be... Because, like, they, they like to do the specials in between the pay-per-views, don't they? So maybe... Oh, it's difficult to you off. Mm-hmm. Like after, I mean, it'd have to be, like, after Forbidden Door, wouldn't it? Yeah, unless, unless they do... Because Tony said they're not doing Stadium Stampede this year. Unless they do Blood and Guts instead of Stadium Stampede. Possibly, yeah. Which would... I suppose makes some sense, wouldn't it? But then you'd have to have two rings for the entire pay per view, which makes it feel a bit weird. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's what they used to do on the War Games pay per views. You, 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 you just do it like, yeah, but that was only NXT, it wasn't like a big one. I mean, AW only had four pay per used to do it as well. Yeah, but where did they end up, mate? Come on. Only about it, WCW fucking basically AW, mate. <laughs> I, think I think if they do it, they'll do it either in between. Because it's like a month between Forbidden Door and between um, Double Nothing and Forbidden Door. It's just they could squeeze it in there if they really wanted to. They could. They could. Fuck it, man. Just get Gorillas of Destiny in on Forbidden Door to do with um, Santana and Ortiz. Oh, to do shit. It. That's not a 
That's some of the bad shells, isn't it? Though, if they get like some New Japan guys, if yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, there's the the other side of it is they could always get um some of Eddie's friends from like the so homicide and yeah, I mean homicide would be a shout, wouldn't he? Homicide's probably like a, a go-to Eddie's old type partner. Who like else? Loki. Do we still oh, do, we, do no. we still do we still book Loki and things? Is that is that allowed? Not an AW. He's popped up though, hasn't he? Loki hasn't popped up in AW. No, no, it was Homicide in the um, the match with Homicide. Suzuki, wasn't it? Homicide helped the uh, out in the New York show, yeah. What about his uh, best? What about his best friend Penta? What about Hernandez? And then no, we don't. We don't talk about Hernandez. <laughs> Never. Anarchy, I mate. Go and get him. Fish him at whatever shit all he's wrestling in these days. What about Jesse Neal? Oh. <laughs> Inking. In there you go. Bring them in. Jesse Neal and Shannon Moore. Inking. Jesse Neal and Shannon Moore. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. Darkest timeline. To be fair, they could always get just get the Hardys. Yeah. That's Jeff, the easy one. Jeff Hardy can do much shit in a, in a big cage, can he? Jeff Hardy's absolutely desperate to jump off blood and guts. Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> um, it's, pro- it's probably in his contract. Yeah, at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, um, Lucha Bros, I suppose, is another safe bet, isn't it? It's yeah, safe. I mean, they're kind of, like, they're kind of in the thing, obviously, with... House of Black, but it, it depends how that goes and how long that takes. I, I assume that's probably going to finish up at a double or nothing. Yeah. So yeah, there's plenty. I mean, I'm just excited to see what happens, which is which is cool. I mean, this segment was fun, wasn't it? Eddie Kingston screaming into a microphone is always. He was a little bit more unhinged than normal. He's been here, which getting is, which a lot cool. more like. Yeah, he's been getting a lot more sinister. Like when he was like growling into the microphone last week, say the <laughs> wind. Did you see that thing on Twitter? Someone yeah. put, I think they put it on Discord. And it was like, when the AEW video game comes out, Eddie Kingston's entrance should be like quicker, depending on how much he hates the person in the ring. Yeah, yeah, that, that's <laughs> absolutely what it should be. <laughs> yeah, right. So moving on, we had a um, a little video package with Sammy Guevara and Ty Conte. I mean, I, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm coming around to this now because they're just obnoxious heels and they're in the right place now. Did you see the um, the faction that formed in AAA? No, but I saw Penta like clean tight clock. Yeah, it's uh, so it's the young books, Sammy and Ty, and Johnny Mundo. Johnny AAA. Who, well, now in AAA, he's just called John Superstar. <laughs> not not even Johnny Superstar. Really? John Superstar. Yeah, Fair. like actual jo- John, Johnny Lucha. Johnny Lucha. Johnny Caballero was the other one he was going by for a bit. Uh, but yeah, that they've just formed the faction, so maybe Morrison will show up soon. Possibly, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it's good to see. It's good to just have like actual detestable heels in wrestling because, like, a lot of AW's heels are cool heels. Like the House of Black are kind of cool. Like you know, uh, MJF. People like MJF, even though he's a dickhead. It's nice to have like people with actual like proper heat. Yeah, I mean, the Young Bucks get it occasionally, but then people still love the Young Bucks because the fucking Young Bucks. I like I like legitimately want to see Sammy get his ass kicked. I want Scorpio Sky to like TK oh, yeah, the I, I I mean I, I didn't want to see it like the fucking fall he took, but because he did the fucking silly bump. Yeah. I was kind of like, play silly games, mate. Yeah, I mean I, I, I don't know. I, I love MJF, but I always enjoy seeing him get his fucking comeuppance. But it he's but, 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 yeah, yeah. 
it's yeah, it's it's it's, it's just good to have proper like proper old school hateable heels, which is good. I mean, I just hope yeah. it, I just wish it didn't quite extend to the amount of abuse that Tycon gets on Twitter because she really doesn't deserve it. No, Tycon, as much as she's like become a really detestable heel, she's still a fucking treasure. And we yeah. must protect her. She's still a lovely person. Uh, right. Still a wholesome, wholesome individual. Next match then, we had Serena Deeb versus Sheeta, uh, Philadelphia Street Fight to end the feud. Um, Sheeta looks absolute fire. This is Sheeta's first match back, match back from injury, uh, first match back since she came back from Japan. Um, this yeah. this was just wild, wasn't it? Like, Deeb got a fire extinguisher out, um, and then Sheeta was like blind, swinging a kendo stick around, and he killed Aubrey. Yeah. Um, it was good because it didn't necessarily make Sheeta look weak because she took an absolute like pounding in this match. I were you shocked by the result here? No, because I felt like the they've been building up Serena for Thunder Rose's like double well, off and challenging for a while. We'll talk about that in a little second. Yeah. Um that that was that was the impression I I kind of got going into this. I thought well Serena's been stupidly strong. She's like the most logical choice. Yeah, I mean, speak, speak to me about how strong. I mean, she'd have kicked out of a detox on a chair. That's true, but that's what I mean. Um, they, they've, they've, um, like booked, they booked the that strong against she that they needed to kind of salvage that part of it because I feel like she is probably going to be Jade's challenger. Yeah, I mean, they they really, really protected I, her, so she, she took the detox on I, the chair, and then Serena I feel was, like, go on. Then. Yeah, I feel like this match was kind of the winner was always going to be Rose's next opponent and the loser was always going to be Jade's next opponent. Yeah. And despite of like despite the win or the uh despite the win or the loss, it they both look good and like in win or win lose or draw, they all like both came out looking much better. She either can regain well. The way Jade kind of just calls people out, they've, they've already got a way to just get Sheeta into that title picture. And then yeah. they've, as I say, Deep's just now able to. But then is Deep still in the Owen? Um, I don't she know. Yeah. qualified for the Owen, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, she beat someone. Or did she get a cost by Sheeta? No, 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 she did. Or did she cost Sheeta? Did she cost you that? I can't remember. I'll, I'll, I'll Google while you... While you so anyway, yeah, so we'll finish the match off. So again, so they reprotected Sheeta. So uh, Serena, after the kick out of the um, detox, Serena's looking for the serenity lock. Can't get it. Uh, then she basically just grabs Sheeta's previously injured knee, rams it into a chair like five times, and then locks in a Texas cloverleaf. And Sheeta taps out. Uh, so yeah, uh, deep wins. And then as we said, they show Thunder Rosa backstage watching the match. So it's yeah, they're clearly setting up uh, uh, Thunder Rosa versus is Serena, and yeah, she's, she's like the nice, um, she's the next nice heel challenger for, for Thunder Rosa's belt, which is cool. Yeah, as, as I say, she's the she's like a good heel challenger for Rosa. She does a really good like sympathetic babyface challenger for Jade. Yeah, it, it's the easiest way to do it, I'd say. Um, so just to oh, she does actually qualified in the uh, in the Owens, so maybe not. Oh, fair, okay. Uh, right then, next up, we had um, 
figured a soul lying dead on the stage as the lights cut out. Uh, the House of Black come out and they're about to take his mask off. Uh, yeah. Then you see Alexander Humphries in the ring with his spoopy boy costume on. And he says, you know, the message of going to get burned. Um, and then he says, oh, you haven't realised why I've been dressing like this. And then all of a sudden, Penta's music hits. Penta comes out. Pack comes out. And then Alexander Hantes comes out. Yeah. Dressed as, dressed as dressed, Raphael. Dressed as, yeah, gangster Alexander Hantes. And then... Uh, that was Dracula. Original Alexander Hantes, spooky boy. Alex takes off his spooky costume. And it's Ray Phoenix with a shovel. And him and Buddy have a little fight over a shovel. Give me that match right oh. now. Give me that match right now. And it looks I, like I, it I looks like, like double like, or nothing. We're finally gonna get the match we've been promised for so long. The House of Black versus Death Triangle. It's happening. I, I like the fact literally the day that Troy was moaning about Buddy not being on TV that much. We got a tease of Buddy versus Phoenix. We like got, there you go. We, we got Happy. a buddy we got Buddy v Phoenix spots in the ring, and it's like, yep, okay. Yeah. Uh, House of Black hit a beautiful triple dive as well in perfect like synchronization to the outside. Do you mean Death Triangle? Yeah, Death Triangle, sorry, yeah. To take yeah. out the House of Black, which was fucking awesome. Um, so it, it I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to concentrate at Liverpool because scoring like all of the goals, so it's it's, it's sort of fracturing my concentration here. Um, um, <laughs> right, next up, then we get uh, Swerve and Derby backstage, and they're going to fight in the Owen Hart tournaments because we can only have nice things now, apparently. Yeah, uh, I, I like the fact that um, that Swerve was like when they when they were like, oh yeah, you, you guys are uh, friends from like the Indies, and Swear was like, we're not friends. Yeah, it's like we know each <laughs> other. Those friends, we fought, but yeah, yeah, we we actually um, for the watch alongs, we watched the Swear vs Derby match from uh, the Indies. Oh, nice! And it was a banger. Can't wait for that to be released. Uh, right then, next up, we had. The undisputed elite, which is Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and the Young Bucks versus the thrown together babyface team of Dante Martin, Varsity Blondes, Lee Johnson, and Brock Anderson. Uh, kind of a nothing match, really. This nothing really happened. It was more of a storyline thing, wasn't it? Like it was about, all about it, the undisputed elite coming together. Yeah, it was pretty much just them squashing all the guys, wasn't it? Yeah, Lee Johnson <laughs> hits, eats a big four way um, BT trigger, and then Adam Cole hits him with a boom for the win. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, Julia, they, afterwards oh, they, all, they all put on nice new t-shirts at the end. Yeah, Julia still does spooky girl shit. Yes, I mean, that's apparently... Um, I've not seen it yet, but apparently something happens on Elevation that sort of pushes that forward as well. Uh, I know on the Dark Titans they did this weekend, they teased um, something with the House of Black and the uh, the Varsity ones. Oh, right, okay. So, nice. who knows? Uh, right. Next up, then we're back outside in the parking garage where the Jericho Appreciation Society have laid out Santana and Ortiz. Uh, Jericho throws a fireball at Eddie Kingston, uh, which almost missed, but kind of looked all right. I think when they shown the replay from a different angle, it looked well there. Yeah. It looked like it missed them, and then they shown it from behind, and you can see that. It's like, sort of like it, it was really good and really safe because it kind of hit him on like the forehead. It was like went up his face, which was like up towards the top of his head, and he's got no hair there anyway. So it was it didn't go like into his eye, which is quite nice for him, and presumably, yeah. but it still looked like it hit him, which was which was you know quite good. Eddie's gonna go bad murder, isn't he? Oh god, yeah. I for an eye, mate. It's happening. Well, again, they've done that. They've done that. Ball for a, a, a ball for a ball match. They've, they've done. They've done that. 
<laughs> right then, we'll crack on to the main event, which was the ladder match, Sammy Guerrero versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT title. And yeah, yeah like the, the fucking booze when Sammy came out here, like Jesus Christ. Woo! Yeah, they got uh, they got nuclear heat. Yeah. So, which was nice. Was Scorpio got a massive pop? Yeah, which was lovely. It's it's nice that like the hatred of Sammy is putting this guy over, which is great yeah. because because he's he's like we said the other week, he's always like, he's never quite connected to the crowd, has he, Scorpio? But like this is if this is the vehicle to make that happen, then fair play. Yeah, um, I I mean, as I say, all I really want now is for them to do. Uh, have Ethan turn on Scorpio do Scorpio and Ethan's feud all the way to uh, all out that's what I want it definitely looks so earlier on we we didn't really talk about it did we Um, Scorpio basically went up to Kaz oh it was last week wasn't it Scorpio went up to Kazarian and was like yo mate give give me a title shot and then if I win or when I win I'll give you the first shot yeah Um, which is which is a very face thing to ask and to do yeah um, so yeah, so this match was really fun. Uh, Sammy shit early on with that horrible, like, twisty thing. He injured himself. Yeah. He tried to, he tried to do a 630, uh, like, onto Scorpio, and he just completely ate shit. Like, he, was yeah, he missed everything. Like, I mean, give Scorpio his due. He couldn't catch him because he was still fucking spinning when he hit the mat. Scorpio, yeah, Scorpio was, like, trying to get up to his feet as Sammy hit it. Yeah. And it just, it, oh, it was, um, you could tell as well though, like they, it, it definitely derailed the match a bit because they had like Paige and Ty doing a lot of spots together. Well, that was they were uh, lucky because that was just before like the, the pitcher and pitcher break, which they was the most of that pitcher and pitcher was just people checking on Sammy. Yeah, making sure Sammy wasn't dead. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, they, again, they they heavily relied on like spots with like Dan Page. Lambert got up and had a, a little go, didn't he? And yeah, and Ty got up, and then Paige Van Zandt came out. Uh, we had Murder Ladder, yeah, like Paige Bob Van Zandt as well, doing the fucking ladder spots. Yeah, well, we had we had before that we had a Spanish fly into a barbed wire ladder because why the hell not? Yeah, and then Sammy took that nasty ass bump onto the fucking barbed wire ladder. Yeah, I, I feel like up. that. I feel, I'm only of this match. I feel like that should have been the finish. The Spanish fly or the barbed wire? No, the, the, when Sammy fell off into the barbed wire ladder and then he just springboarded yeah. it back on and then got knocked off again. And it was like, oh, well, that's kind of yeah. a little anticlimactic, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know why. The, it, it's one of my main criticisms of Sammy is that he sometimes tries to put too much into his matches. Mm. Feel, they feel like, a bit too dense. Like, like that finish would have been fine, as you say, with the... Uh, the fucking onto the barbed wire. It's like you know, you know, when, you know, when you're making a pizza and like if you put too many toppings on, it's like there's too much bulk there and it doesn't cook properly. No, no, no such thing as too many toppings. Well, that's also, it. You, that's it. That's what. Yeah, that's the Sammy Garabra. If you think that way, you think oh, I'll just put all the all the best moves in, but like, yeah, sometimes you got to take some of the toppings off to let the pizza cook better. That's true. That's true. There you go. Uh, but yeah, so Scorpio retain. Scorpio wins the belt back. So Scorpio becomes a two-time TNT champion. Uh, which is yeah. awesome. Great to see Scorpio winning again. Um, it feels like if this if if this is it now and they've done it all time and they've 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 had to do the fuckery because like I mean this 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 whole feud has been like a bit of a fuck like absolute fuck around, doesn't it? But, but 
Cody left. Sammy stepped yeah. in. Sammy actually turned heel, which Cody wasn't going to do. And now yeah. they're now they're where they want to be with face Scorpio, heel Sammy, the belt on Scorpio. Everything's fine. Yeah, it's kind of worth it that they've got here now. <laughs> we don't have to. We don't have yeah. to deal with this anymore. Well, we've still got to have the uh, mixed tag. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that'll happen. But that'll happen at double or nothing, probably. Won't it? Yeah. Um, and it yeah, so because they should be fucking Scorpio, unless they do Ethan and Sa- Ethan and Page versus Sammy and Ty. Ethan, Ethan and Page. Ethan and Page Van Zandt. <laughs> Ethan Page and Page. I know, I know what I said. After page, I said. And page and Page. Page and Page versus um, versus Sammy and Ty. Yeah. He could do that. I'd be, up for, could... I'd be up for that if Scorpio's off doing I, champion I, I stuff. Think, I, I'll be honest. I think the Kazarian and Scorpio, they could do one double or nothing. Because they've got enough of a story behind it with, obviously, um, SCU. Yeah, I mean, there's, there'll, there'll, be, there'll be no heat behind it, but... There'll, there'll be enough heat behind it, I think. Possibly. Because so anyway, after, after into the, into little, the a little detail after the match, so Kazarian walks out and like sort of says to Sky, like, yo, you promised me the match. And Sky's like, yeah, man, you know, you got you got first. And as he does that, Dan Lambert looks like really quite disgusted. Yeah, look, he walk he walks out looking like he's joined the House of Black as well. Yeah, well, he's yeah. the he's the elite hunter. Yeah. Remember that? What? He's the elite hunter. Don't worry about it. Up in the elite hunter for some time. He hunts stuff. <laughs> Maybe he's in band called Vex Temper. He hunts cigars now. That's that's more that's much more fun. Mm-hmm. A lot a lot less time getting a getting V triggered. Um, so yeah, so True. that's that's dynamite. Um, he ends with Sky reigning as champion. So before we move on to rampage, mate, do you want to give us your highs and lows? Um, my high was. Dax versus Cash, it was lovely. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, my low, I did have a low. I was trying to find out what it was. Let me just go through what happened. Um, just a lot of the backstage segments felt like they were just kind of crammed into the show. Like, we didn't really need the, um, the Tony and Ruby with Britain uh, Jamie, it was just a way to get Brett on TV again. Yeah, which uh, is nice though, you know. Yeah, the the um, fireball spot could have been saved for another shot and like for Rampage or something, or even for this week's Dynamite. Especially um, seeing as right, we'll talk about Rampage in a minute, obviously, but there wasn't a lot of backstage stuff for Rampage this week at all. No, um, it, it, as I say, it just felt like a lot of the backstage stuff was just kind of like sort of shoehorned in just to not not to like fill time but just do trying to do too much in one show mm. um, uh, I will have so just to pick something different for me I mean I loved I loved 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 um, Cash v Dax it was, it was technically and in many ways match of the night and easily yeah but just for something different because it because it appealed to, to me you know what I'm going to say I'm going to have a word of oh yeah of course good old fast fight Big meaty men slapping meat, <laughs> and Lance Archer is like sort of some sort of host deity. Like yeah. with the stuff he can do, he, he can do he can do stuff that other big men can't. And like Wardlow busting out the sent on as well. That match really surprised me with the variety of moves that we saw, which was beautiful. I loved it. Um, yeah. Only, I mean, I think maybe 
like the four, the, the big multi-man match, which is kind of there. Like that's my only real criticism. Yeah, that's that's true as well. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that just felt like it was just there. Feels like I'm not saying it's in any danger of happening, but it feels like they're going to come to a point fairly soon where they might have to start being a bit careful with like how much they make Adam Cole wrestle. Yeah, well, it, to be fair, he didn't do anything in that match no. until the. He was like about the box and Red Dragon getting on the same page. He's just kind of there at the moment, spinning his wheels. Like he's had his title shots, and now he's like kind of waiting for Kenny to come back. But like, there's nothing else doing. Like, are they gonna? Are they gonna get well, Jay, Jay White in? Are they, is he gonna do a thing with Jay White first? Like, probably gonna just, do Bullet Club versus the Undisputed Elite. I yeah. think. Do you reckon that's all gonna fall apart? Because I reckon they're gonna present like a unified front going into Forbidden Door, and I think it's all gonna it's all gonna go to shit on the show, isn't it? I I think it will happen before. You reckon? You reckon they're going to be um, full club versus on the suit list? Dominion is uh, before Forbidden Door. Right, okay. Like the equivalent of SummerSlam for New Japan. So, for, just just for reference, I think there's going to be a lot of stuff happening on Dominion that's going to affect Forbidden Door. Yeah. Sweet. Okay, we're going to move on to Rampage. Uh, we start out this week with the match that was sort of teased on Dynamite, which was Darby Allen versus Swerve Strickland. I mean, this was just, again, this was just lovely, wasn't it? I go on it. I mean, you've seen, you, like you said before, you saw their match on the Indies. Was this was this similar? Was, was there a lot of, a lot of that going uh, on? They, there was, but they left a lot to kind of the imagination because I think they're obviously building to this down the line somewhere. Yeah, this isn't over, is it? The, point, the way it finished. This this felt like it was a way to whet people's appetites for a swerve derby feud. I mean, from, from, what, from, what, from what I saw here, bring it on. Yeah, let's let's have it. Yeah, because even even like after the match, um, like when he had, did a little backstage thing, uh, they they definitely kind of said, "Oh yeah." There was, just, there, was, there was just a little sort of bit of tension there, wasn't there? It was just a little bit of. Yeah, a little bit um, of Swerve, Swerve was kind of like, oh yeah, next time it'll be different sort of thing. So, yeah, I, I think it was a good way as well, like to protect Swerve. Obviously, he's preoccupied with Team Taz. Yeah, uh, and it, it's a, it's a good way to kind of keep him feeling like a big deal, but he doesn't necessarily need to be winning every match because. They can still make him feel like a big deal, but obviously, with like the kind of interference from like Team Taz in his matches, that's where is it? That's where the issue lies for Swerve at the moment. Yeah, I mean, there's some really nice spots in this match. Mostly, with most of them, we got Swerve kicking Darby in the face. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he did that a fair bit. Like, um, yeah. but yeah, as you say, towards the end, Ricky Starks leaves commentary to sort of get involved. Sting comes out and sort of backs him off, and Swerve sort of like trying to see what's going on. He gets back inside the ring and Darby locks him in the last supper and picks up the win. Yeah. Um, so again, it, it, it protects away as well because there was a distraction then it was the last supper. So, you know, he sort of caught my surprise. Yeah, I, I do I do think somewhere down the line. I, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Because it feels like they're really invested in the Swerve and Keith Lee team. Yeah. For, so I feel like maybe... Which I'm, which I'm fully into because any man who wants to do a moonsault off Keith Lee's chest is fine by me. I'm still waiting for them to hit the fucking finish, which is just swerve double stomping people as Keith Lee hits a... Well, they, they did it on um, Dark, didn't they? They did it on Dark, yeah. Yeah. But, 
not many people watch the dark move. <laughs> yeah, it's been doing alright. We got a couple of million views on some of the episodes lately. Woo! Okay, yeah. that's good. Uh, right then, next up, we had a quick Sean Spears promo. Uh, basically, he says that um, it's again just being fairly obvious. Sean Spears says he's been in the ring with this guy. He's seven feet tall. He's got a lot of PP, which is pinnacle potential. Right. Yeah, he's got he's got big PP. That was yeah. Oh, I, love, I, I love I love I love like sort of unintentionally hilarious chair pervert John Spears. Yeah, he is he is a massive chair pervert. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm intrigued to see if they actually do keep him around. Uh, keep uh, W Morrissey. I couldn't think of what his fucking name was in the Indies. Where they keep him around or not? I'd be interested. Yeah, I say. I mean, I'd be, I'd be up for it if he's apparently he's in really good shape and he's, he's doing really well at the moment. He's so. great and having some fucking bangers in Impact. Yeah, had a really good match with him. Had some good matches with Eddie Edwards. He had a really good match with Willie Mack. Oh, nice. Oh, I watched yeah. that. To be fair, he had a really, really good match with Matt Cardona. Um, so yeah. Nice. Uh, next up, then Jericho awards himself the Sports Entertainer of the Week award and says he's a wizard because he can throw fireballs. <laughs> and Santana comes out and just fucking annihilates him. Oh, he fucking lamped them, didn't he? Yeah. Sends him to the Shadow Realm. I thought I thought this was going to take him off comms for the rest of the night, but it didn't somehow. Sadly. Uh, yeah, Jared then comes out and has to restore order. But yeah, that was that I was like, fun. Like the way that's that's Ortiz uh, was stood by like the tunnel like a bouncer. Yeah. To make sure that, like, if Hager or like any of the other boys had to come out, you just fucking clock, just batter them. Um, right next up, then we had a, a little bit of a treat. This one, I, I enjoyed this. This was, it was only a short match, but it was there's a lot, a lot of liking it. Uh, Jade Cargill, Kira Hogan, and Red Velvet to the baddies versus Sky Blue, Trisha Dora, and Willow Nightingale. Nice to see you. Any, anytime Willow's on my TV, I'm a happy so boy. Willow got a win on Dark. This week. Willow. Did she? Yeah, oh, you know, what else got a win on Dark not that long ago. Who? Like Christian. Oh, okay. I mean, he's having, yeah, a good, he's having a good year, isn't he? Fucking hell. Yeah, he keeps, he keeps calling up Johnny Gargano and GCW, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's some fun stuff in here. Like, Willow doesn't actually get into the match officially, but she pounces Velvet, like, to fucking space. Yeah. Which is quite fun. Um, Tracy Dora is someone who I'm not hugely familiar with, but every time I've seen her, I've been really impressed with. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, was unfortunately, in this one, she hits, a, she eats a massive fucking pump kick off Jade and Jaded, and I mean it was a three minute match. This, but all of Jade's team got the shit in, which was kind of cool. Willow got to like yeah. annihilate Red Velvet, which was fun. Yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like they're really trying to build this like faction around Jade now, aren't they? Yeah, it's almost, almost to a degree like what they did with. It's like they're trying to repeat what they did with Brit, where like Brit. Be- felt bigger because she had the faction around her. And- now, do you know what you do? You have her split with Mark Sterling and you bring in Stokely Hathaway. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Although, I do really like Mark Sterling as like the sort of Bobby Heaton of AEW at the moment. Well, you, you, can, you can just have him, you can have Jade beat him up because he's spending too much time with fucking Tony Nese. I'd, I'd like, I'd like it to keep Sterling round as like the legal part of it and she brings Stokely in as like the sports agent guy I just say like you know because obviously Sterling's off with um, with Nice as well and she needs someone who's like exclusive just for her to, she, I, you know, I need to box around with the pinnacle 
Yeah, exactly. And then Jeff, so he's, he's spreading himself too thin. So Jake, like, well, if you're not going to give me all your attention, you can get fucked. Here's my man. Oh, get, get, give me, um, give me Stokely Hathaway versus uh, Mark Sterling, please. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, right, yeah. So then we we got back to the the segment you talked about before with Swerve and Derby. Um, yeah, and yeah, basically, yeah, they basically said, yeah, they'll do it again. And so, I mean, Derby, so Derby was like, yo, that wasn't anything to do with me. If you want to go five more minutes, we'll do it, which is cool. He sure does. <laughs> yeah, and then Swerve says, yeah, he knows it wasn't really him, and he said, you know, tells Derby to go and win it, and then he has to go and help Keith Lee sort out the business with Team Taz. So yeah, fair play. Yeah. Um... I, I think that Swerve and Keith are going to cost Starks and Hobbs. Yeah, the, in, the tag, uh, in the title match. Or the other way they could do it is Starks and Hobbs win and then Swerve and Lee challenge, but Rankins. Yeah. Let's have a look at the Rankins at the moment and see where we're at. Uh, right, next up then we had Keith Lee versus Colton Ass, company by Austin Ass. Um, this was kind of a squash. I mean, it went like seven minutes, which is like, I would have, I, I, in a, if I was booking the show, I probably would have swapped the timings. I would, I would have given this three minutes and I would have given the women seven. Yeah. Um, just, just because the women had more to get in because there was six of them. And like, you could have Keith Lee just eat Colton alive here, like easily. That that would make more sense, wouldn't it? Um, I, I know it had to be a bit of a big deal because this was Colton's first singles loss in AW. But... Yes. Seriously, who the fuck's Bep? Who the fuck's investing in a Colton Gun singles push? With all respect to Colton Gun. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think because the way the ass boys are and the like little fucking pair of like little Jack Russell's aren't they? Little, 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 little evil daddy's boys. Yeah, it's like biting at the heels of the big dogs. Yeah. Um, like, they could get away with sort of Colton having a bit of offense because of that. And also, I think the baddies, like with it being three minutes, it made more sense because it was just like a dominant victory, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, this was they tried everything. The ass boys here, like Austin got involved, not didn't work. Colton went for a famous, it didn't work. Went for Col forty five, didn't work. Uh, Lee hit what they're now calling Ground Zero. Yeah, which was formerly the BBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, picks up the win. Nice and it was academic, really. Um, this was mostly just Lee slapping the shit out of Colton around the ring, which was again fun. The I mean, you totally will. I mean, I like, I really like the Ass Boys. They bump, they bump real well. They're basically just the um, the Singh brothers of AW. They're like, they're like the Dolph Ziggler's <laughs> of AW. Like two slightly more charismatic Dolph Ziggler's. Aaron's going to be very upset. We just said that, but uh, fuck him. <laughs> so the next up. Um, the Hardys are talking about Jeff versus Bobby Fish. They lost to everybody. They lost to everybody. Thong, 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 thong. <laughs> oh, they're, they're having such a great time on BTA. I'm loving it. It's so good. Oh, Jeff Hardy's living his best fucking life. Uh, so then, as Excalibur's running down the card, Danhausen comes out and interrupts. He demands that they send Hook. Hook pops out, gets him right into Danhausen's face. Yeah, Danhausen looks incredibly scared and says maybe they don't need to fight right now, but then he wants to. Mark Sterling appears, Tony Nice comes out, attacks both of them. There is, at this point, a raucous chant for Hookhausen. 
Yeah, and did you see as well on AEW's YouTube channel? They've um, they've actually like put a thing up saying it's Hook House the thing. Yeah, I mean that, that's absolutely the way happened, to go. That is, that is absolutely the way they're going with this, and it should. Uh, so basically, um, it gets to a point where Danhausen thinks he's like cursed. Danhausen goes to curse niece, but like Hook stands up behind him and threatens him, and then niece fucks off, and Danhausen thinks he's done it. Which is like obviously that's gonna be the foundation of the tag team, isn't it? Like Danhausen thinking he's yeah. winning, but actually it's just hook bathroom people. This is literally what Danhausen's tag team from Ring of Honor was. Yeah. Where it was Danhausen and PCO. And Dan <laughs> PCO was just hossing people and Danhausen was acting like he was doing it all. Mitch, I'm I'm all I'm absolutely ready for this. All all here for it. Um Danhausen goes for a handshake, but hook. I mean, this is and this is good. We're gonna get like the the American Alpha, like the Chad Gable, Jason Jordan, like Danhausen trying to convince Hook to do it now, aren't we? Yeah, I like the fact that like Danhausen's just kind of floating around doing it, doing whatever the fuck he wants. Like he keeps showing up with best friends. Yeah, um, he he's technically in the best friends. I think he's kind of out and out at this point. Well, he is, he isn't, but he's he's not been with them for a while, has he? Like on TV, but Trent, Trent keeps wanting to be friends with them. Yeah, um, and then. Well, Trent Trent keeps approving on him, of him. I'd like to see the uh, them replace Uther in that t-shirt with Danhausen. Yeah. Uh, see, I mean, we're going to get like weeks of Danhausen like showering Hook with like crisps, aren't we, to try and win him over? He, he did that on his vlog. To be fair, where he just he just like goes over and gives Hook a pack of Doritos and goes, "I'm giving Hook Hook uh, chips so he doesn't decimate me." <laughs> All uh, right, next up then, Lexi Day was interviewing the, the Ass Boys. Uh, obviously, it's, it's Colton's first singles loss. Uh, they're interrupted by the Acclaimed, and they claimed, like, yo, remember when we were teaming up together, we were dead good, do it again. And they're like, meh. And then they just fuck off to go and talk to Billy. And then where Bowens just wants someone to scissor him, but no one will. No. Lexi looks really upset that Bowens tried to get him yeah. to scissor Um. Yeah, they run down next week's card. Some good stuff on there. Um, the big one is the Ring of Honor Women's Title Invocation match. So it's Mercedes Martinez, Diana Parato, um, Butcher Blade and Helico versus BCC, Jericho versus Santana, Jeff Hardy versus Bobby Fish. Uh, and then next week, it's going to have Hook Wrestling. And ah, there you go. We're getting Britt Baker and Jimmy Hayter versus Ruby Soho and Tony Stone. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like there's a match we've not mentioned there. No, fuckers. No, I think we got all. There, they showed a Mercedes Martinez video package as well, which was really cool. Like uh, picking herself up before the we go on a women's title match, which was nice. Uh, I think Mercedes is probably going to take that because again, she's under contract. I know, but as much as I love Mercedes, I really want the honor, the honor to just retain it and just fucking keep showing up in, um, in ROH. Right. So then we get to the You're doing queen shit. It's time for the main event. Um, and Joe, Joe gets a big pop by saying that Ring of Honor started in Philadelphia. Um, Trent says he won't let Joe kill him, and Chuck Taylor's like, Yeah, there's gonna be a new champ tonight. At least Chuck's confident, which is nice, yeah. And then I like a nice the story behind this is that Trent was in Ring of Honor for years and he never won a belt, yeah. And he's like, Right, now I'm gonna get mine, like, this is it, yeah. Uh, and then and it's a nice little twitch here. So, not only do we have Bobby Cruz once again doing ring introductions, we also had Ian Riccoboni joining the conference team. Oh man, I, I felt so bad for Ian Riccoboni because he was trying his hardest and Jericho for the shot. <laughs> so he actually put on Twitter, um, which is kind of cool, that he basically, this was so like sort of thrown together last minute that he had to get someone to like emergency babysit his kids so he could go and do the show. <laughs> I love Ian Riccoboni. 
fucking great. Man, he was good. Tragic. I would have liked more from him, but again, that was a Jericho problem, wasn't it? So I would have been, I would have been happy if they binned off Jericho for that match. <laughs> well, I mean, they they literally had him get injured like earlier in the show, but he just he just bounced back up, didn't he? Yeah, binned off Jericho, and then have Rick and Bonnie, Excalibur, and Taz, and basically have like the same dynamic as the All In commentary team. Yeah, just then a Don Cat. Okay, just get Don Callis out. <laughs> Don Callis. Well, have the All In commentary team. Do it, cowards. So yeah, so then we got to the match. Uh, Tomorrow Joe was strength for the Ring of Honor TV title. And this, again, super fun match. This was just Joe and Trent doing Joe and Trent things. Uh, mostly it was yeah. just Trent. It was, this was like, I, I said like last week that Adam Cole was like fighting the Dark Souls boss when he fought Ibushi. But this was yeah. very much the same kind of match. It was like Trent trying to fucking dodge everything. And like, you just knew if Joe hit him like twice, it was fucking over. Yeah. Um, yeah, to, to be fair though, like this felt like the most kind of trouble Joe's been in since he's shown up in AEW. Yeah, I mean, I, I admire Trent's determination. He tried to get Joe up a strong zero, which was never going to happen. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> that was that was silly. Um, you mean he hit yeah. Joe with a suplex? He got Joe off his feet a few times, which was kind of cool. Um, and and he got a lot of offense in, and Joe sold it really well. Like it was it was super. It was really good. They gave Trent just enough hope. Spots to like sort of make you think it could happen, but then as soon as like it didn't, it was like a joke again. It was AW does a lot, don't they? Where they give you the home spots, and like it, it looks like the smaller guy's about to like do it, and then he misses his moments, the momentum goes, and the big guy just yeah. kills him. Yeah, um, yeah, as I say, uh, Trent didn't feel like he was, he didn't feel like he was a threat, but at the same time, he didn't feel like he was going to be squashed by Joe. It felt like he could potentially pull out a, like an upset win at any point, but he yeah. never he never felt like he was the favourite in the match. Like It always felt like he was fighting from underneath. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the, to the ending is like Trent hits a running knee in the corner, but Joe just like, eats it, comes out with an Urinagi, and then locks in the Kikina clutch. And Joe, get, and, and Joe. Kills Joe hits a little uh, ST Joe for the boys. Yeah. Also, Trent didn't take the muscle buster, thankfully. because no. Not with his neck, God no. No. Uh yeah, so Joe wins, really fun match, like hard hitting. Um if Joe's just gonna have like ten minute bangers like rampage mid events, if that if that's his goal, his job in AW now, then I'm I'm fine with that. I like that the ring of honor TV titles come becoming more of the TV uh, TNT title than the TNT title. It, well, it's a TV. It's becoming a TV title, isn't it? Like they're literally defending it on TV, which is what they should do, mm-hmm. which is great. Uh, but then the TNT title should be what well, used to be that, and then you just got. Yeah, it, it, it kind of got sucked into. Well, it got sucked into the Cody verse, didn't it? We're still, we're still, we're still like clawing it out. Second, as you said, the second Miro dropped that belt. The belt just went to shit. Uh, right then, after the match, Joe and Trent shake hands. Nice little bit of code of honor. Uh, Tony's about to interview Joe, who looks like he's about to fucking keel over. Like, fucking hell, Tony, let him have a five minutes sit down first. Oh. <laughs> and then Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh come out. Uh, best friends are there. Uh, Orange Cassidy tries the, the sort of Orange Cassidy kicks on, Sat- on Sat- was it Satnam, and Sanjay just kills him. It was, yeah. And then Singh kills Trent and Chuck. Everyone gets to the ring and we have a big pull apart fight between Lethal and Joe. Pat Buck's out. Pat Buck has just come in. His first goal is like go and separate these two monsters who are fighting each other. Yeah. Pat Buck also posted, finally posted a picture of him like with his AW thing. Yeah. Nice. And yeah, it was it was a real old school like 
attitude era ending of like we're out of time, these guys are still fighting, tune in next week. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of cool. um, I think Joe's gonna enlist the best friends to help him against the Impossible and Blair Club. They, they, they need something to do, don't they? So Yeah. I I still stand by my statement I made like a couple of months ago. I really want to see best friends win the tag titles. Yeah, right. Tag titles. Well, any, any any tag titles. Maybe not ROH because that means you got to be FTR. True. Yeah. AW ones because they they put the work in. Plus two of my favorite um, two of my favorite matches in AW have involved best friends. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Park lock brawl and arcade on the geese. So. Yes. Um, right then, before we wrap it up, uh, do you have any highs and loads from Rampage, mate? Yeah. Uh, Excuse me. Um, my high was Swerve and Derby because yeah. it was fun. It didn't it deliberately um, didn't reach the heights that we, like the people who know what they're capable of no it can but in a good way because it yeah, was like, like like you said if it felt like a, it felt like an appetizer didn't it it felt like a yeah we- like, it's like, a, like a little sample platter of all the stuff we can have in this feud yeah what's your appetite to see Derby and Swerve like go 20 minutes on a paper you know yeah and whenever they whenever they feel like they do want to bust that out probably when they turn Swerve heel because it's probably going to happen sooner rather than later. He's, 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 so o- he's so over, though. Yeah, but he's so good at being a scumbag. Mm. I mean, Twitch, you can't really tell Darby, can you? Darby, Darby can't go heel. But then the fact that Swerve's like, literally, like, they, they tried to, like, give Swerve a fucking heel faction in NXT and it made them, look like, one of the top baby bases. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's fair. But either way, like, Swerve, Swerve can just be a fucking, like, can work heel in the match doesn't necessarily need to turn heel yeah do more heelish stuff Um, well yeah I I think that's that's probably uh, where we're going with that eventually Um, my low was I hate to do it but probably just between like the two like the two like opener and close and match. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say and also Danhausen and Hook, like Keith Lee and Colton and the baddies just felt like it was a little bit fillerish. Yeah, I mean, I think when Rampage does when Rampage does this four match thing because it used to yeah. be when they started it was a set formula it was three matches and a bit yeah. of talking and it was perfect like the pacing was great. Now it feels like the two middle matches suffer a bit. Yeah, I think if they just did three like three fifteen minute matches and then pad it out with like the backstage stuff, like two 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 backstage segments. Yeah. But you could even do three ten minute matches and some backstage segments because like half an hour wrestling, ten minutes of backstage, swim into adverts, that's your hour. There you go. Yeah. Although at least two of the ad breaks on rampage are ninety seconds. Yeah. And the picture and picture. And the picture and picture. Um yeah, just it just felt a little bit like the again, like you're trying to cram too much stuff in, like a bit of filler, and it's one of those things. Like, I, I know that a, a lot of people probably like look at that and go, 
oh, good, they've got such a big roster, they're trying to like get everybody a bit of time on TV. But at the same time, it was like, yeah, but if it's if it's not furthering a story, it's just like a little bit like just there for the sake of being like, there. Like Keith Lee could have killed Cotton Gun on Dark. Yeah. Yeah. Um But I know I know it was kind of a bigger thing because it was Colton's first loss and that was kind of a bit of a deal, wasn't it? But again, who the fuck thought he was gonna win? Yeah, like the fact that Starks and Hobbs and Swerve didn't even get involved after Swerve was like, I'm gonna talk to Keith Lee. It's like, well Keith's out in the ring, don't fucking find him. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, I, 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 it's not that I disliked those matches. I just felt they were just, they just felt like they were just there for the sake of being there. Yeah, fair. I can, I can, I can take that. Uh, I'm going to take for a high. I'm going to take the main event um, again. I really loved Swerve. They were very two, two very different matches. Um, Darby and Swerve had all the flicky flips, but um, Joe and Trent had all the just actual hard hitting nonsense concern. Oh my god, how are they still alive? Spots which I kind of did it for me on the show. Yeah, so uh, both very good matches. Either these could have been the, could have been the high, really. Um, I don't I don't really have a low. Like I said, there was some little like I said, it's I, I can't think if I have four matches because that's just what Rampage is now apparently. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that it was a down. Yeah, uh, I think it was just more the time and of it all. Like for me, it was a bit all right. Well, what are we do. I mean, we had we had thirty minutes of wrestling. We had two ten minute matches, a three minute match, and a seven minute match. That could have been three ten minute matches, and it probably yeah. would have felt a bit a bit better. But yeah, I think because like the other two were under ten minutes, it did feel kind of like I was just twiddling my thumbs, mm-hmm. waiting for like, waiting some uh, waiting, waiting for the main event to roll around. Yeah. Well, yeah, but hey, hey, hope. All, 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 I think it was a good episode of Rampage. Good, a fun week of wrestling. Like I said, we're, we're we're sort of we're sort of starting to pick up a little bit of speed towards Double or Nothing now. We can see it on the horizon. We're sort of things are starting to coalesce. We're getting an idea of what the card could be. We have the one match announced. It's everything's starting to slowly come into focus. We're starting to see potential avenues, like we talked about a few tonight. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's always this is this is like my favorite part of like the, the build for a pay per view. It's when you start to see like the pieces starting to come into into place from the distance. So you're like, oh, okay, yes, yeah, so we probably are going to get. Well, we know we're getting the two finals from uh, the Owen tournament. Yeah, and we know we're getting the, the main event, uh, Hangman v Punk. Like you said, no, we're, prob- we're probably going to get the mixed tag match with Paige Van Zandt. But we don't know what format that's going to take. Who's going to be in it? So there's there's still a bit of intrigue, and there's still and we we, we know there's going to be something to do with probably going to get House of Black versus Death Triangle. We're probably going to get something with Jericho knocking around. Yeah. So it's in Battle Royal definitely as well. Yeah. So it, it this is this is the really fun part where like it, it is just the, the fantasy book, and we're like they just pull things in that you don't even know you want, and they just put them in front of you, which is lovely. Yeah. I imagine we're probably going to get FTR versus Jurassic Express. Oh yeah, and that could even be a title change there. FTR are number one ranked now. Yeah, so there's no. There's I, no I, think, I think it should be a title change. FTR is so fucking over at the moment. Yeah, they're, they're red hot, aren't they? Like now would they're be like. Yeah, it, it's like when Kenny was winning all the belts, only the baby faces. Yeah, so people actually want to cheer it happening. And, yeah, and the fact that they've like during this run had them wrestle each other. Hmm. It's 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 good. It's it's a nice dynamic. 
I would be I would be up for so not necessarily do FTR at the tournament because I think this against Dax might make it to the final of the own. Oh yeah, I think Dax might win the own. I think Samoa Joe could win the Owen. And I think if Dax wins the Owen, he will cash in his title shot for the tag titles. Yeah, but the number one rank at the moment, so they don't really need to. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's the only problem. Um, but yeah, I do I do like that. Uh, who, who else is in at the moment? So we might have Jeff Hardy or Bob Fish. Adam Cole, Cole Samoa Cole. Joe. And you I mean, Cole, Dax, Cole, Cole's going to go deep as well, isn't he? I was going to say, you think Dax is going to win over Adam Cole? And Joe. Buying over Adam Cole when they used I mean, it's it's stacked. The, the men's tournament ticker is fucking stacked. Like any one of those guys can go deep. So the women's ones, to be fair. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit mad that Julia Hart didn't beat either. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. Julia. <laughs> Right then, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there. Again, no um, no questions again this week because we're terrible people. But we we'll promise we'll have questions again next we week. We actually forgot this week. We, actually forgot. <laughs> we, we were all full of snooker talk and we forgot to ask for them. So yeah, went to play snooker. Remember, we had a podcast there. Went home, did podcast. Yeah, big tasty was watching before while we were doing podcast. I was having I was having the football anxiety. So yeah, yeah, um, anxiety. Um, Diaz on the screen. Right then, that's going to do it from us. Well, yeah. thank you once again for joining us. We'll see you next week for some more AEW with questions, we promise. With, um, que- with added questions. questions. So yeah, as always, stay safe, enjoy your wrestling, and we'll see you all real soon. Goodbye. Bye. Hello, yes, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen has been summing. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. <laughs>